0: Unabsolved by William Wilfred Campbell. Read for LibriVox.org by Krista Zaleski. O Father, hear my tale, then pity me, for even God his pity hath withdrawn. O death was dread and awful in those days. You prate of hell and punishment to come, and endless torments made for those who sin. Stern priest, put down your cross and hearken me. I see forever a white glinting plain, from night to night across the twinkling dark, a world of cold and fear and dread and death, and poor lost ones who starve and pinch and die. I could have saved them, I, yea, even I. You talk of hell, is hell to see poor frames, wan, leathery cheeks and dull, despairing eyes, from whence a low-flamed madness ebbing out go slowly deathward through the eerie hours. To hear forever pitiless icy winds stir in the shivering canvas of the tent, with idle, brute curiosity nature hath, while out around, one universe of death, stretches the loveless, hearthless Arctic night. This is my doom. It sitteth by my side, and never leaves me through the desolate years. Go. Take your hell to men who never lived, save as the slow world wendeth, sluggish, dull. Even they must suffer also, poor, bleak ones. Then is your feeble comfort nothing worth? You tell me to have hope, God will forgive. O priest, can God forgive a sin like mine? You say he is all-loving. Did he lie with me that night amid the eyeless dark, and writhe with me and whisper, Save thyself? that way to north lies cold and age and death and awful failure on men's odd tongues to linger years hereafter. Southward lies home, heat and love and sweet, blood-pulsing life, life with its morns and eves and glad tomorrows and joy and hope for many days to be. Did he, I say, lie with me there that night and know that awful tragedy beyond? and my poor tragedy enacted there. Then must he feel him, since as I have felt, and live that hideous misery in his heart. And, knowing this, I say unto thee, priest, he cannot be a god, and say forgive. You plead my soul's salvation, the one end and aim of all my thought. Then hearken, priest, for this my sin hath made me more than wise, that seems to me the one great sin I sinned, in selling all to save mine evil self. Stay, hearken, priest, and haunt me not with hopes, as futile as those icy fingered winds that stirred the canvas there that Arctic night. I bid thee hark, and mumble not thy prayers, like August bees heard in a summer room, that drone afar but keep them for the dead. The dullier dead who sleep and heed them not. You say the church absolves, you speak of peace. You talk of what not even God can do. Be he but what you make him, in my light, and mine is light of one who knows the case, the facts, the reasons, and hath weighed them too. There is but one absolver, the absolved. For I, since that far fatal arctic night, have been alone in some dread shadowy court, where I was judge and guilty prisoner too. Words, words are empty were life built on words, how rich the poor would grow. The weak be strong, the hateful loving, and the scornful weak. The king would be a peasant, and the poor a king in his own right. The murderer, red from his foul guilt, would pass to God's own breast, and all damned things, long damned of earth's consent, and some dread law much older far than we, would blossom righteous under heaven's face. Still fared we north across that frozen waste of icy horror ringed with awful night to seek the living in a world of death. And as we fared, a terror grew and grew about my heart like madness till I dreamed a vague desire to flee by night and creep by steel blue, windless plain and haunted wood and was in shore and headland once more south. There, as we went, the days grew wan and shrunk And nights grew vast and weird and beautiful, walled with flame-glories of auroral light, ringing the frozen world with myriad spears of awful splendor there across the night. And ever anon, a shadowy spectral pack of gleaming eyes and panting lurid tongues haunted the lone horizon toward the south. Long day by day a desolation went, where our wan faces fared o'er all that waste. And I was young, and filled with love of life, and fear of ugly death as some weird, black, the enemy of love and youth and joy. A lonely, ruined bridge at end of night, fading in blackness at the outer end. And those were cold, stern men I went with there, who held their lives as men do hold a gift not worth keeping. Men who told dread tales that made a madness in me of that waste and all its hellish, lonely solitude and set my heart a-beating for the south, until that awful desolation ringed my reason round, and shrunk my fearful heart. Yea, father, I had saved them but for this. Why did they send me on alone, ahead? Poor me, the only weak one of that band, who was too much of coward to show my fear. Why did life give me that mad fear of death, to make me selfish at the very last? Why did God give those men into my hand and leave them victim to a craven fear that walked those lonely wastes in form of man? No, Father, take your cross. Mine is a pain that only distant ages can outburn. Forgiveness. No, you know not what you say. Your churchmen mumble words as charmers do and talk of God and love so glib and pat and think you reach men's souls and give them light when all the time my spirit is to you a land unfound, a region far removed, where walk dim ghosts of thoughts and fears and pains you never dreamed of? What know you of souls like this of mine that hath girt miseries some, and found the black with which God veils his face? Then hearken, priest, and learn thee of my woe, for I have lain afar on northern nights, By star filled wastes, and conned it o'er and o'er, and thought on God and life and many things, and all the baffling mystery of the dark. And I have held that awful rendezvous of naked self with self alone and bare, and knew myself as men have never known. Have fought the duel, flashing hilt to hilt and blade to blade of flesh and spirit there, until I lay a weak and wounded thing, like some poor mangled bird the sportsman leaves writhing and twisting there amid the dark. You talk of ladders leading up to light, of windows bursting on the perfect day, of dawns growing ruddy on the blackest night. Yea, I have groped about the muffled walls and beat my spirit's prison all in vain, only to find them shrouded fold on fold, and still the cruel icy stars look down, and my dread memory stayeth with me still. It was a strange, mad quest we went upon, to seek the living in the lifeless north. For days and days and long, lone, loveless nights, we set our faces toward the Arctic sky, and threaded wastes of that lone wilderness beyond the lands of summer and glad spring, beyond the regions kind of flower and bird, past glint horizons of auroral gleams, a haunted world of winter's wizened sleep, where death, a giant, Aged, stark, and wan, kept fast the entrance of those sunless caves, where hides the day beyond the icy seas. Then life ebbed lower in the bravest heart, and spake the leader If in ten more days we chance on nothing, then we will return, and set our faces once more to the south. For that dread land began to close us in with cold and hunger, bit at our poor limbs, till life grew there a feeble, flickering flame. Amid the snows and ice flows of that land, then ten days crept out, shrunken, gray and wan, with nothing but the lonely, haunted waste. Then spake the leader, "If in five more days," then parcelled out those five gray, haggard days, while life to me grew like an ebbing tide that surged far out from some dread, death-like strand, and horror came upon me like the night, that seemed to gird the world in desolate walls. Then spake the leader, if in three more days. But when the third day waned, we came at last unto the shores of some dread, lonely sea that gloomed to north and night and far beyond, where ruined straits and headland loomed and sank. There seemed the awful endings of the world. Then spake the leader, let us go not yet, but stay a little ere we turn us south. Perchance, poor souls, they might be somewhere here and then to me. You go, for you are young, and strong, and life throbs quickest in your veins, and you have eyes more strong to see, for ours are dimmed by the dread frost mists of this land, and creep out there beyond yon gleaming ledge, and bring me word of what you there may see, and if you meet no sign of mast or sail, or hull or wreck, or mark of living soul, then we will turn our faces to the south for this great ocean's vastness hems us in, and death here nightly creeps from strand to strand, and binds with girth of black the gleaming world. Then, whispering madness, madness, to the dark, I crept me fearful o'er that gleaming ledge, and saw but night and awful gulfs of dark, and weird ice mountains looming desolate there, and far beyond the vastness of that sea, and then... Oh God, why died I not that hour? Amid the gleaming flows far up that shore, so far it seemed that man's foot scarce could go, the certain tapering outline of a mast, and one small patch of rag. And then I felt no man could ever live to reach that place, and horror seized me of that haunted world, that I should die there and be froze for I, amid the ice core of its awful heart. Then crept I back, the weak ghost of a life, a miserable, shaking, coffined fear, and spake, I saw but ice and winds and dark, and the dread vastness of that desolate sea. Again he spake, Creep out once more and look, perchance your sight was misled by the gleam. And then once more I crept out on that ledge, and saw again the night and awful dark, and that poor beckoning mast that haunts me yet. And as I lay those moments seemed to grow, as men have felt in looking down long years. And there I chose, twixt evil and the good, and took the evil, and then began my hell. And back I crept with that black lie on lips, and spake again, I only saw the night, and those weird mountains, and the awful deep, At that he moaned and spake, poor souls, poor souls, then they are doomed if ever men were doomed. Whereat a sudden great auroral flame filled all the heaven, lighting wastes and sea, and came a wondrous shock across the world, like sounds of far-off battle where hosts die, as if God thundered back mine awful lie, and I fell in a heap where all was black. When next I lived, we were full three days south, and two had died upon that dreadful march. Then memory came, and I went laughing mad, but kept mine awful secret to this hour. No, priest, you can do nothing. Pain like mine must smoulder out in its own agony, till there be naught but ashes at the last. But something mid the pauses of the dark doth teach me that I am not all alone, for I have dreamed in my dread, maddest hour an awful shadow, blacker than my black, went ever with me. Hearken to me now. I never felt a hand or saw a face. I never knew a comfort more than sleep. The winters they are only barren snows and age is hard and death waits at the last. But I have felt in some dim, shapeless way, as memories long remembered after youth, that back of all there is some mighty will beyond the little dreams that we are here, beyond the misery of our days and years, beyond the outmost system's outmost rim, where wrinkled suns in awful blackness swim, a wondrous mercy that is working still. End of poem. This recording is in the public domain.